If you have your Bibles, hope you bring it with you. Uh, we are going to be in Ruth chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. Now you ask, where is that? It's in the Old Testament, eighth book of the Old Testament. You have the, the Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Then you have Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Uh, now that is, uh, I've, been, I've been taking a course on uh, uh, the Hebrew Bible, and Ruth is actually located in a different location, a little uh, closer uh, near the end. Uh, but for historically, Christians have placed it, uh, Joshua Judges Ruth. And the reason for that is chrono chronologically where it's, where it's located was during the time of the, of the judges. So here we are. We are taking the journey to Bethlehem. We began, if you have been here, if you haven't been here, we'll bring you up to speed real quick. But if you've been here since January, uh, we have, we've been on this journey. Uh, we have gone through the entire book of Luke, then we went through the book of Acts, both written by the same person, uh, Luke, the only uh, Gentile uh, to write a book uh, in the Bible, the only Gentile uh, who has a book of the Bible named after him, uh, in the New Testament anyway. There's one in the Old Testament. Her name's Ruth. And uh, so we've looked at Luke and Acts, and we took this journey while we were in Luke. So all these, all these cities that you see throughout Israel, uh, they're selected just specifically from uh, the books of Luke and Acts. And we took this journey, and we, we stopped at each of these locations and kind of uh, worked through each one of them. We got through the book of Acts, and then we followed uh, uh, Peter uh, and his journey, Paul on his Paul certainly went outside of the scope of our map, uh, but now here we are on a, on a new journey. And immediately, you know, our, our focus is on you here, you know, uh, journey to Bethlehem, and you immediately think, what? It's Christmas time, right? <laughs> uh, but before we get there, this is the journey to, to Bethlehem part one. Uh, part one. We're going to look at uh, how did, how did Jesus actually end up being born in Bethlehem? Well, there's an Old Testament narrative. And uh, we, we are going to see that uh, through the life of, of Ruth. And we're going to get there. So uh, that's a little bit of the background and all this journey that we've been on. A little bit of background around, about the book of Ruth. And by the way, on your tables is a copy of the book of Ruth. That's for you. Uh, if, you need, if you need more, uh, and you're welcome to get up and, and grab you one from the table. Uh, so that you'll have it and be able to take notes. But it's the whole book of Ruth along with pages to take notes. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, a couple of things. The, the name Ruth very appropriately means friendship or companion. And, uh, and we're going to discover this morning that every single person, as we encounter them, lives up to their name. Uh, whatever name they were given, that seems to be what they lived up to. It's going to be, you know, people who argue against, you know, the uh, validity of Scripture are going to say, well, this is fabricated because clearly the names align too well with what they did, so the names had to have been given afterwards. Unless there is a God who knew those things and, uh, and had them given names uh, that would be very fitting. So Ruth's name means friendship, means companion. As I said, she's the only uh, book of the Old Testament that's named after a non-Jewish person. Uh, she is a Gentile. Uh, she's from Moab. We'll point out. Uh, some of you may, I don't know if, I don't know how many noticed this way back in January when we first put up the map. 
But when we first put up the map, everything deals with this is a New Testament Israel with the exception of Moab. I added Moab specifically for this uh, particular series. I wanted you to see uh, where Ruth is from and where that journey begins. Uh, So the book of Ruth is written by the prophet Samuel. And I noticed in the books that we have uh, that the commentators, or the the publisher rather, uh, says that, you know, there's some dispute about about whether or not Samuel is the actual author of the book of Ruth. Let me put that to rest, and here's why. And we can can confidently say that Samuel is the author of... uh, Their argument is this, that Samuel died before the coronation of David. And if the whole purpose of Ruth is to show the lineage of King David, then how could Samuel have written a book about David when he hasn't had the coronation yet and he's not, you know, king of Israel? However, if you read in 1 Samuel chapter 16, the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, I want you to anoint the, the next king, and I will show you who he is. And he goes, and he said, he's the son of Jesse, and he tells him to go and meet this family. And then Jesse brings out all his sons, and Samuel was like, you know, this all of them? And he's like, nah, there's one more. He's out in the fields taking care of the sheep, little boy. And, you know, just before that, you remember the, the verse that says the Lord looks at the heart, he doesn't look at the outward appearance. That's, he was actually telling Samuel not to do that. He said, look, don't, you know, I, want you to, I want you to see the heart of this boy. I want you to see, don't look at his outward appearance. See him as I see him. So Samuel goes there, and then they bring out the little boy, David. And then that is the boy, and, and, and Samuel's like, this is him. This is this. Even as a boy, Samuel knew David was going to be the king of Israel. So for those of us who believe one, Scripture, and two, believe in prophecies of Scripture and believe that God could divinely tell Samuel ahead of time, there's no problem with Samuel being the author of Ruth because you would just simply say, he's known since David was but a shepherd boy that David was going to be one, one day be the king of Israel. So there's no problem with that. So for that reason, and because historically, Jewish tradition even asserts Samuel, Uh, as the author. There's no reason for us uh, to question that as well. So let's look at uh, the big overview. It was St. Augustine, or if you're an academics professor, always say Augustine. Never could figure that one out. Uh, You know, always always, uh, the the professors, maybe made them just want to sound smarter or something. Uh, St. Augustine, uh, he expressed the relationship between the Old Testament and the New Testament this way. He said, the new is in the old concealed, and the old is in the new revealed. I love that phrase. I love how he he said that. I heard someone else put it this way, just just a modernized way of saying it. Um, The new is in the old contained. The old is in the new explained. And I think that that really is um, very appropriate as we're reading through the book of Ruth. How is the old revealed in the new? Well, it's through Jesus. Jesus. Jesus gives us the lens. Jesus gives us clarity 
to understand what theologians call as typologies. Well, what, is, what does that mean? What, is, what are typologies and prophecies? A typology is um, where a type is expressed in the Old Testament. It's a picture, a type of something that's going to be fulfilled in the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, you know, it's, it's called a type. And in the New Testament, it's the fulfillment, and it's called the antitype. You know, we often think of anti as being against. Um, the word anti can mean instead of. So it's instead of this, it's this. This is the fulfillment of that. For example, Antichrist. Uh, it's not just against Christ. He wants to come what? Instead of Christ. So you have this, this type, and then you have this antitype. Uh, probably one of the most familiar for Christians in the Old Testament, the type is uh, the sacrificial lamb at Passover, right? You can be looking at Passover, and you mentioned the Passover lamb and how it was a sacrifice that was given, and that is a type of Christ. We look at to the New Testament, and we would say what? That Jesus is the New Testament antitype, the fulfillment of the sacrificial lamb at Passover. So many times throughout Scripture, you're going to have the Old Testament type, and then you're going to have a New Testament antitype, the fulfillment of that. And that's exactly what we're going to see in the narrative of Ruth. Ruth is an example of typology. Let me give you the flyover view of the, of the book and then you're going to see how Jesus is the antitype, how he is the fulfillment of the type that is concealed in the book of Ruth. So the story of Ruth is one about redemption, in which a man from Bethlehem redeems for himself a Gentile bride. That's the overview. That's if we're flying over. Sorry for the pun. If we're flying over and we see the, the, the view, flyover view, that's what we would see, right? We would see that a man from Bethlehem is going to redeem for himself a bride. We see that as Jesus. The New Testament is that Jesus is that man from Bethlehem who has redeemed for himself a bride. So with that in mind, let me just say this, we're, and we're going to jump in uh, with, with the verse five verses. <clears throat> but let me just say this. This is, this is why I'm, I'm excited about the message. I'm ready to go. Um, sometimes we just need this, the messages that are so encouraging to our faith that we look back and go, only God. Only God could do something this incredible. And as a result, as believers, when we, when we read those moments in Scripture, uh, we should just be in awe. We should just step back and go, this is so encouraging to my faith because only God could have orchestrated such a beautiful narrative centuries before uh, the, the antitype, the fulfillment of it through Christ. And what a, what a beautiful picture. So we're going we're gonna to spend a few weeks going through these four chapters uh, we're only going to get through the first five verses today, uh, but there's so much there that's so necessary for us to spend the time there. So let's look at Ruth chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 5. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. 
And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Kilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. It's an uh, interesting opening. First five verses, a little bit depressing, right? I mean, you're reading through it, and you're going, my goodness, famine, you know, having to flee, and then she loses her husband, she loses both of her sons, and it's setting, uh, setting the, the stage, it's setting the backdrop. But with that in mind, let me give you key point number one. We're going to unpack this a little bit closer. Key point number one for us this morning is this. God is in control and will always be faithful to his promises. 